Developing a proactive mindset, okay? Within this training, I'm gonna be discussing the two types of mindsets, being reactive or proactive. This is a big training that's helped shift my focus over a long period of time. It's a training I wish I had when I first started on my journey. But through evolution and me doing the sets and doing the reps, I feel that now I'm in a position where I'm very proactive versus reactive. And I know that if you do the work, you do the sets and the reps, you will achieve exactly the same. I'm just going to read this quote out for you to start with. Now, this comes from Viktor Frankl's book, which I've got with me here, because I'm going to be reading a small segment of the book, Man's Search for Meaning. Okay, Between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. Okay, basically meaning that we've got the power, we've got the power to choose our response to things which happen to us within this world. Okay, now in the preface of the book, I'm going to read to you now, just a, a very short reading, just to put you in the shoes of Viktor Frankl. As a long-time prisoner in concentration camps, he found himself stripped of naked existence. His father, mother, brother and wife died in the camps or were sent to the gas ovens. How could he, every possession lost, every value destroyed, suffering from hunger, cold and brutality, hourly expecting extermination, how could he find life worth preserving? And he did exactly that. And he did extremely well in his career, bringing across this proactive mindset. Okay? So let's just jump into this problem here, all right? Now, this is on the left, and for those listening to this training, I'll give demonstration as much as possible. But what we've got here is the reactive mindset, which is basically stimulus and response. And if you picture two bricks put together, that's exactly what it is. So people with a reactive mindset believe that you have a stimulus, and therefore the response is connected to that. Okay, they don't see this gap in between. Now, if you look at the proactive mindset, people who are more proactive will see that you've got the brick of stimulus and a gap between those bricks, which is the response on the right-hand side, and in the middle of that gap, you've got the freedom to choose. The reality is that being more proactive is a posture that you take towards the world. And... It requires you to take responsibility. Take responsibility. You've been dealt a set of cards. We all have, when you're first born. All right? You may have been given a great hand. You might have been given a terrible hand. But the reality is you've got the power to choose what you do with those cards. You either play the game with them or you fold. Okay? You need to take the initiative to make things better and do one thing that I did for a long time which is play the victim and be guided by feeling and be guided by um, discomfort and emotion and when you're guided by those things which yes we all have but when you're guided by that you will be very reactive in your situations so you have to take the responsibility and ownership and recognize that there is a freedom to choose no matter how bad your cards have been dealt no matter how bad your situation is. And if we relate it back to Viktor Frankl, his, 
his situation was probably one of the worst situations to be in. But he still held on to this freedom to choose. The ability to still remain to be himself. We can do exactly the same. So how do we build the gap? Now, before I talk about how we build that gap, that freedom to choose in between stimulus and response, I just want to talk to you first about these two circles. Now, again, if you are listening to this, if you imagine that on a piece of paper you draw out a big circle, okay, that is your circle of concern. In the middle of that circle, if you were to draw another circle in the middle, that's your circle of influence. Okay, so we've got a circle of concern, which is on the outside, and our circle of influence, which is on the inside. Now, on the outside, the circle of concern is our health, job prospects, kids, finances, all the things that keep you awake at night. They're within that circle of concern. In that circle of influence, in the middle are your thoughts, your actions, your attitude, your values and beliefs, and your time. Now, from the previous training, you will now understand how powerful your thoughts are. And if you haven't watched that yet, then I please suggest that you jump back to that training to recognize your thinking first. Okay, now, a very small, small example of how you may be sitting in your circle of concern too much is the weather. If you wake up in the morning, look out the window, it's raining, it's cold, it's dull. If you let that dictate your day, nine times out of ten, you'll get to the end of the day and you'll have a bad day because your mood is, has been set by things outside of your control. You've been dictated by the weather. None of us can control the weather. How you think about the weather and your actions and attitude towards that, all right, you do have control over, which is why it's so, so, so important that you get grounded upon that every single day. Okay, so what separates people from being proactive is and reactive is what circle they spend the most time in. So that small example of the weather, okay, is basically you spending too much time in things that you don't control, which can be a symptom or symptoms can be, I should say, you blaming and accusing others, reactive language, playing the victim, all of these things make you shrink that circle of influence, which is on the inside. Okay, so you waste so much time and energy worrying about the things that you can't control that you just become paralyzed and it just feels as though you can't get anything done. You're just sitting in your own procrastination and you basically get in your own way. And it's my responsibility within this training and obviously through Built to Perform that I help you Get rid of that procrastination and get out of your own way and start to create action. Okay? And stop you being easily influenced on your feelings. Okay? If you were influenced on your feelings all the time, then your emotions are going to be up and down the whole time. And my responsibility again through Built to Perform to help you get grounded on that. Help you get grounded on your actions versus your feelings. Okay, so proactive people. On this example, they focus more time on their circle of influence. Now, if you look at these two pictures, or I'll explain for those who are listening, the circle of concern, when you focus on that, the circle in the middle, which is your circle of influence, gets smaller. 
and the opposite is true for those who focus on the circle of influence in the middle. If you focus on that circle in the middle, it will get bigger and push your circle of concern a lot smaller. Okay? The reality is that when you focus on things you have control over, that you can control, it will help you create action. When you create action, it will give you a feeling of empowerment. When you feel more empowered, you'll take more action. Okay, so rather than starting with the feeling, if you look at feel and action, if you start with the feeling, we don't know how you're gonna end up. You might do really well one day, you might not, you'll be up and down. Versus if you focus on the action first, regardless of the situation, that will give you a feeling. That feeling of empowerment will create more action. Feeling, action, feeling, and it will just have a big, big cycle, all right? Which is a virtuous cycle of action. So if you feel that you're not taking any action at the minute, the simplest, smallest thing that you need to do is just look at the task with the priority at hand and break it down into fundamental smaller segments. Those small segments are getting you 1% closer, 1% better every single day. When you overwhelm yourself with a task and look at a task and think you'll never be able to do it, it's because you haven't broken it down small enough. You need to have the ability to lean into that action and feel the fear and do it anyway. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Okay, the process. When we focus on things we don't have control, it also stresses us out. Now, stress can be a good thing. Stress does get a bad name, but when you are... Because ultimately, stress gets you ready. Stress is a response. It gets you ready. As long as you utilise that stress properly, it can actually be really powerful. But I'm talking about the stress that you constantly sit in every day from a vicious cycle of anxiety. The reality is chronic stress within the brain, if you feel that you are sitting in that all the time every day, it will allow this alarm system in your brain and your head to get bigger. Now what happens with that is you become more sensitive and reactive to your environment. This will make you even more vulnerable to anxiety, anger and fear. Okay, now if we were going to get a really a little bit deeper with it, it actually blunts your dopamine. Okay, so the reality is if you live a long time within that situation and you're chronically stressed and it's stressed and it's overwhelmed, 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 and sometimes it can be subject to your own way of being. You've set yourself too high standards, too higher expectations. You haven't broken down the bigger things into smaller things. You've got the outcome and you get overwhelmed by the outcome every day when the reality is you've just got to break that outcome down into a smaller, smaller process. Because with that stress, guess what? Your motivation is on the floor. And the only way to, if we're looking for a motivation cycle, the only way to create motivation is the same thing, to create action. Small action. For me personally, on my own story and my own mission, I was very much got in my own way through my ego. I prioritised the wrong things first before actually prioritising the things I needed to do. Now, when you do that, it's the same thing. You start to procrastinate. When you do that, it's a vicious cycle that you have to break. So if you haven't seen already, you might have some examples in your own head. Write them down. Okay, have a look at your timeline. What's got you to here, got you to this point, won't get you to the next phase. 
if I was operating with my mindset and very much reactive way of being from years ago, it wouldn't get me to this point here. But the same is true if I want to persevere and push on and become the best version of myself through Built to Perform, the same mindset again is going to have to evolve, it's going to have to adapt, which is why every single day I do the daily sets, the daily reps on exactly that. That process creates motivation. Some days are bad. Some days are terrible. Some days get even worse. But it doesn't stop me. I just recognize that it's part of the process. Okay? You've got to lean into that. So, let's have a look at a bit of an action plan. There's three action points. The first thing we need to do is to figure out what is in your circle of concern and circle of influence. So what I want you to do is sit down and just list out the things that worry you. A lot of, and again, if we just look at what I've spoke about in terms of action, this small task is exactly that. It's you taking action. Me asking you to get a piece of paper and a pen is action step number one. For you to do the following, which is to write down all the things in which you worry about, is action number two. Guess what? That is action. That is creating change. Those two simple things. Or it might be easy for you to do it later. Do it tomorrow. Or do it whenever. You put it off. If you keep putting it off and off and off and off, you will never face it. If you don't face it head on, you won't know. If you don't know, you can't change. If you can't change, there's no progression. Okay? So let's have a look and sit down and make a list of things that worry you. Write out all of your anxiety on paper for 10 minutes. I journal every single morning doing exactly this because it, I know how to answer it. When I think in ink, I can start to create a process to help me change the way that I think. This happens on a daily basis. This is a part of me, it's a part of what I do and I highly promote you to do exactly the same. Because if you don't do that, and you don't apply the time to yourself mentally for 5, 10, 15 minutes, and you don't understand your thinking and why you're thinking that way, you, if you don't understand how you, why you're doing it, you won't be able to change it. Okay, so after you've made this list for 10 minutes, I want you to take a break. Stand up, take a break, come back, have a look, and one by one ask yourself, do you have influence over these worries, over these concerns? Okay, the influence may be small, but the reality is it might be something simple to change whatever it is. It might be to send an email. Okay, you might get a response from that, you might not, but the reality is you took action. Okay. Number two, watch your language. All right, this is, this is a big one, and someone's probably going to be watching this training who gave me advice upon this, because my clients keep me accountable to a higher set of standards than I currently hold myself. Now, what I brought with me from my younger days and my younger years, when I operated from doubt, when I operated from my ego, was my language. And the language, and I don't mean bad language, I mean um, like swearing, I mean language such as, and this is the example I've been using, is to be honest. I remember I would start sentences with, well, if I'm being honest, or to be honest with you. Now, if you think about your situation, you might be saying the same thing. Now, me being me, I had to research into that. Why was I saying that? Why was I doing that? Why was I using that term? 
Now, from research which I found, it actually highlights potential lack of confidence. So for you to start that sentence with something simple like, if I'm being brutally honest, if I am being honest with you. Now, for you, you have to say that represents that small level of lack of confidence within yourself somewhere. All right, and I did this process. I did task number one, which I've just asked you to do. I was writing it down. And I pinpointed exactly where it originated from. And it originated from when I was younger at school. At school, I was actually a bit of a geek in year seven, year eight. And slowly over a period of time, I was scared to be that way. I was scared to be myself for people laughing, people making judgment. That was just an insecurity that I had. Now, what I did in school, in order to fit in, I had to clown about. So I had this very small part of me which was just very insecure, just lacked a little bit of confidence. Now that little statement that I was using, to be honest with you, in my term, in my context, was that, that confidence, that kid, that, that 11, 12 year old boy inside of me. And what I've done over a period of time is actually evolve away from that because I've identified it and it's now not part of my vocabulary. Okay, so that language barrier that I've got that little small habit that I had, it's now gone. But that's gone from taking sets, doing reps, and doing the repetition on that. Okay, so be really clear on the language that you use on yourself. Now on the screen there's an example of reactive language and proactive language. Okay, so reactive language. For example, there's nothing I can do. That's just the way I am. He makes me so mad. They won't allow that. I have to do that. I can't, I must, if only. They're examples of reactive language. And if we're looking on the right-hand side, we've got proactive language. Let's look at our alternatives. I can choose a different approach. I control how I respond to this. I choose, I prefer, I will. Okay, another book which I highly recommend, which is actually off the cuff on this, because it's just made me remember, is Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway which is here, uh, excuse me, <laughs> is feel the fear and do it anyway. There is a list of that proactive language and reactive language. It's called the pain to power vocabulary. Okay, so if you come from a position of pain, and I have got the book in my hand now, it's things like I can't, I should, it's not my fault, it's a problem, versus power language, I won't, I could, I'm totally responsible, it's an opportunity. The closer that you recognise that failure is a part of this process, the quicker you will change your language because you are ready for failure. If anything, I need you to fail forward fast. Start failing quicker because you are ready for it. You're prepared for it. You understand it's part of the process. Just basically means that you are leaning in and taking action. You've got to take that action. People don't even, people don't even start to take action for that fear of failure. They fear the first hurdle. Let me just put some reality your way. You, you've got many hurdles coming up. You've got speed bumps, you've got walls, you've got hurdles, you've got hand grenades. You've got lots of things you're gonna to have to overcome on this process. But if you're willing to lean in and take action, guess what, you'll get there. You'll tackle the road bump. You'll deal with the hand grenade. You'll jump the fence. You'll climb over it, okay? Got to, you've gotta take that action. Okay, so that's number two, watching your language. Which leads me actually on to number three, point number three. 
which knowing is not enough. For you to know how to do something is not enough. You need to take action, no matter how small. Whilst changing your mindset and changing your language is great, the most powerful thing that you can adapt is that proactive posture towards the world. And that starts every single time with taking action. So look at that circle of influence. Look at that piece of paper. Okay, what's one action that you can take which is in more of a positive direction? Okay, when you face that problem and you break it down, you break it down and you look at the things that you can do. Rather than getting overwhelmed with the tasks that you need to do on a day to day, just look at the 1%. And I highly recommend at this stage, and this is away from this presentation, but I highly recommend at the end of each day, in order to make those actions even more powerful, get a piece of paper and start to write down three things. What went well today? Write three actions. What went well today? Number two, what didn't go well today? Write down three things. How can I get better tomorrow? Write down three things. If you do that every single evening, I can guarantee that 50% more of the time you will wake up in a more proactive state because subconsciously you've thought in ink and you've embedded on paper and you've made that promise of those three things. What went well? What hasn't gone well? How can I get better tomorrow? It's a 10 minute task. You do that every single evening, five to seven days a week, you've done over one hour of work on yourself. And with those things, you've got data. And when you look back at that data, you can actually see how much you've got done and how much you actually failed in the week and how you actually managed to improve. You've got to gain clarity and perspective on exactly that in order to become more proactive in this world. Versus being governed by your feelings, your emotions, and attaching stimulus and response together and going into every single day reactive. Grab it with two hands. You owe it to yourself to become more proactive and take more action. You don't need to be the victim anymore. Okay. Send me a message with something that stood out for you in this presentation. You can send me on WhatsApp, through social media. I'm really interested to see how, just looking at that from that perspective of proactive versus reactive, send me a message on how, what was your one biggest takeaway and how you're going to create change. Because guess what? I've just asked you to take action. Now, if you send me a message, you're staying true to your word. If you don't want to send me a message, that's completely fine. I want you to write that down. Off the back of this, you've got your phone in your hand, go into the notes section, write down your one biggest takeaway and the one action you are going to take from this presentation. Thank you for watching. That is developing the proactive and reactive mindset. I will see you guys in the next training. Take care.